sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to each one this beautiful Christmas morning. Special welcome to Ezra. Good to see you back here with us. Well, I was a little uncertain what to uh, talk about this morning, being Christmas Day. It seemed like maybe I should talk about Christmas, right? <clears throat> well, uh, the topic I have this morning is maybe related, uh, but a little bit indirectly, maybe. So in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And in that verse, we see one of the fundamental things of Christmas, and that God gave his only begotten Son. And that is why we uh, celebrate Christmas, and the world does too many of them maybe for different reasons. But the, the core of it is that God sent his son. He gave his only begotten son. So that is um, just a little introduction to what I'm thinking, but um, maybe a little obscure what I'm thinking about in that verse. Uh, so also there's some verses in Matthew and in the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus makes this phrase that you be like your father. Uh, actually, that is in Luke, which is a parallel passage. In Matthew, it says that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. Does anyone know, um, can tell me what the, what the context of that phrase is? Since you're all memorizing it, somebody know right off? Yes, that is the rest of that verse. He sends his rain on the just and the unjust. And I might just read a little bit more of this context. It's a little bit hard to know where to break in, but in Matthew chapter 5, verse 38, Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn thou not away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, 
Bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. And then the last verse. Uh, be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Uh, now maybe I should have um, told you what I'm going to be talking about. And that is um, giving. Giving, being generous givers. And the reason I um, introduced the first verse there of God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we also know that at Christmas time, giving gifts is a big thing that people do. Maybe not us so much, but many people the world over give gifts at Christmas. What I'm going to be talking about is a little more than just giving gifts at Christmas or a certain time of year, but rather being generous givers all the time, and in so doing, being like our Father, or being children of our Father. There's not a lot of times where he specifically says that you may be called children of of your father. Earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, in the Beatitudes, uh, he does say, "Blessed uh, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. But I'm not sure there's many other places where it talks about being called the children of God this way. There probably is. So I want to turn now to uh, Luke uh, chapter 6. And there's a parallel passage there. And my, so my first point on being generous givers is that we want to be like our Father. We want to be like our Father. And in Luke 6.35, as parallel verse to what I read in Matthew, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. And you might say, well, he's talking about loving your enemies. And it's good you notice that. But I think um, there's many places where Um, he doesn't, we aren't, <laughs> we aren't um, to lift our love our enemies more than anyone else. Like we don't have a higher standard of, if we were to do this to our enemies, so much more to their friends and neighbors, and people we know, if I can make sense there. <laughs> um, and there's a verse I might get to later where Paul says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those who are of the household of faith. So here, while it says we are to, um, talks about doing good, and land hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. It's talking about doing that to your enemies, but as Paul says, so much more to those who are of the household of faith. And I would like to lift this up as being a way of life 
for a Christian that we are generous and giving to those around us. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, we see talking about God that says, He spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Just showing us a little more of how God is. He's generous and he gives us freely of all things. Be therefore, uh, Ephesians 5, verse 1, Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself an offering and a sacrifice, given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Just seeing how God generously gives to us. And if we want to be like him, as we saw there in the Sermon on the Mount, we need to do likewise. Um, trying to think of a verse in uh, James that talks about um, he giveth wisdom liberally he giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not so we want to be like our father and also giving is commanded of us and there's this is a very large topic so I just pulled out a few verses in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 15.10 is talking about giving to um, in the context of the Jubilee year if you want a bigger context but it says thou shalt surely give him and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him because that is for this thing that the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works and all thou puttest thy hand unto for the poor shall never cease cease out of the land. Therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brother, to the poor, and to the needy in thy land. And here is interesting that it not only commands them to give, but it says, It is because for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works. So the blessings we have received from God, whether monetary or things that we have, it says here that it was because of, because of um, for this thing, giving, that we were given those things. God gives to us and he expects us to distribute to others. Thou shalt open thine hand wide to thy brother, to the poor, and to the needy in thy land. And just to note, this is not talking necessarily about tithe, because this was... Um, it seems the Bible clearly makes a different distinction between the tithe and almsgiving or just giving. And you see that various places. I'm not going into all of those. But this is more um, just a generous giving of, you know, maybe spontaneous, just to needs you see around you. And just out of generosity and wanting to bless others. In Acts 20, verse 34, it says, Yea, ye yourselves know. Uh, the context here is that Paul was talking to, I believe it was the pastors from the church of Ephesus, right before he saw them for the last time. 
and he said that he's not going to see their face ever again just before he left them and so these are some of his very parting words to them yea ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities talking about his own hands and to them that were with me I have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive just lifting up where Paul is saying I worked I supported myself and those around me and supported the weak and it is more blessed to give than receive I was interested to see where Jesus said that exact exact phrase I couldn't find it maybe somebody knows where it is but he definitely brought out the uh, thought of the blessing of giving also in uh, 2 Corinthians this under our second point that is commanded of us in 2 Corinthians um, 9 verse 7 every man according as he has purposed in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth the cheerful giver and then also in uh, 1 Timothy 6 17 and I might actually have you turn there it's a little bit of a few verses there I'd like to read First Timothy six seventeen says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. And I would like to think this is not just talking for those who are like, oh, those rich people, yeah, they definitely need to know this. You know, they um, be not high-minded or trust in riches. But I think this could definitely apply to all of us. And, you know, we might, we are in a rich land. We have many things that others do not. So I think we definitely could apply this to us. That we do good, rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. And here I'd like to note, and as you may have noticed in several other passages we read, that it, another thing that goes hand in hand with the idea of giving money is that it says rich in good works, that they be rich in good works. And as we've read in some of the other passages, it um, in the first one, or where we read in Luke, it says, love your enemies and do good and lend. So I find it seems that the two thoughts of doing good to others and also giving of money goes hand in hand. And it doesn't, our giving doesn't have to be money. It could be a kind word, as simple as that, a kind word. Or it could be giving of our time. Or resources. Time is a very valuable resource that we have. And we can give that to others. 
and this here we just read, that be rich in good works, ready to distribute, and that ready to distribute has the idea of being liberal, not being stingy, being ready to distribute and give out to needs around us. So the third point I would like to consider is that if you're looking at the money, consider it as an investment. Your giving is an investment. And if you continue on here where we were just reading, in verse 19, it says, Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation. And that parallels um, very close with um, another thought we have in Matthew where it says, talks about um, laying up treasures in heaven. The giving lays up for us a good foundation for the future. It's a very good investment in our future, you might say. And uh, more on it being an investment in Luke, just further on from where we were reading. In Luke, starting in verse 6, chapter 6, verse 37. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall man give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you met with all, it shall be measured unto you again. Just again, lifting up the uh, um, thing, it's it's not just us throwing money to the wind. It's um, investment in the kingdom of God. In Proverbs 19, verse 17, it says, He that hath pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. It is a investment in our future. And like I said, there's many, many passages we could have brought in that say some of these same things. And the fourth point they have here is that giving changes us. In in Matthew 6.21 that I already referenced, says, For where your treasure is, there shall your heart be also. And while we may think of that in a spiritual sense, um, that our, you know, if we, um, our heart will be on heavenly things, you know, if we, um, give generously, and that's probably true. It also applies in the natural, in that we feel invested in people or things that we give money to. When we invest in something or someone, even just giving them money, it gives us a sense of connection that we would not have otherwise, or a sense of responsibility in that in the outcome of that person or the need because we invested money and money is a <clears throat> correlates very close with our time when we give time or we give money they're very very closely tied they're nearly the same thing 
in the sense that it is the connection that it um, gives us to that person in need. We feel a sense of responsibility. Our heart will be there. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's not just in heaven, but I believe it also applies to people or things we give money or time to. We feel invested in their outcome. And so when we consider uh, where Paul says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially those who are of the household of faith. So just consider the rewards that come from giving and doing good to those who are of the household of faith. It gives a sense of community, a sense of connection and bonding. We're invested in their outcome. And we want them to succeed. And one interesting thing about um, giving is that we often are more, the person that gives is often feels a closer sense of the connection than the person who receives. And, you know, we might see that as more blessed to give than to receive, but in the natural is interesting, and there's various analogies we could have to bring that out. Um, one would be of a mother and a child. When the child is young, the mother pours time and energy for years into that child. And while, while yes, the child has develops a connection with the mother as well, it would be hard to deny that the mother has a deeper connection with the child. And so when we give money or time to people, it gives us a even closer sense of connection than it does when we receive. Just a interesting side note there. So I would like to just lift up the um, the thing of giving to others and being generous with our time and resources. And it does good for us and for them. And this is definitely something I'm working on as well. I'm not trying to say I've arrived. But finding opportunities and ways to be a blessing to others. And as I mentioned before, many of these passages talk about doing good, like puts them side by side. Doing good and giving. Um, in Psalms 11, for the Lord God, okay, it's not Psalms 11, it's Psalm something, verse 11, I forgot to get the actual psalm here. And it says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield, the Lord will give grace and glory, no good thing will he, up, will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And just sort of lifting up the thought of Giving being more than just money is doing good. The Lord gives grace and glory. And we can give grace to those around us too. And blessing and encouragement, those are valuable things we can give that's it's not going to hurt our pocketbook. So I hope you are blessed with that meditation. And look for ways to give to others.